Hey there, it's me, Denise Lee, and welcome to the Introverted Entrepreneur Podcast, where we help improve your mindset and your money. And in today's episode, we're going to continue with the concept of dealing with disappointments. If you have been going through something that is bewildering and perplexing, and you really don't know what to do or how about to fix it, listen to this episode. We're going to talk about some ways that you can handle disappointments in a healing and authentic way. And you're going to get all these tips coming to you after this short break. Hey, 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 and we're back. Thank you so much for spending your time with me. If this is your very first time listening, I'm giving you two big electronic high fives in the air and maybe a little dance and a wiggle. (laughs) Thank you so much for spending your time with me. I know that you have tons of other places you can be, but you're choosing to spend it with me. So I thank you for that. And if this is not your first time, you have been my homeboy, homegirl listening for a while. I'm rubbing elbows with you too. Thank you so much. Let's be friends on social media. If you haven't done so already, please follow me on Twitter, Denise G. Lee, where I will inspire and motivate and encourage you to be the best version of yourself. And if you haven't done so already, go ahead and learn more about me by visiting my website, denisegeelee.com. You can learn about other things that I can talk about. And what we're going to be talking about is going to be talked about within my royalty program. Royalty program is a six-month membership where we take a deep dive into who you are, what matters most, and how you can go about making a transformation in not just your life, but in your client's life. Royalty program can only be found at denisegeelee.com. Click on the courses tab and you'll find royalty. And you can also check the show notes as well if you want to directly access it there. With that being said, let's talk today. If you haven't done so already, check out my other episode on dealing with disappointment. As a recap, in the last episode, we talked about disappointments can come from everywhere, including ourselves. And I know that may feel as if, oh, how can I not feel crappy if I come up short with things that I really thought I could do, but I fumbled the ball and I just couldn't reach it. And I want to let you know that that's part of the process of being human. We are human beings, not human doings, meaning that we can aspire to do everything, but actually the growth and the healing, the most prosperity comes in our lives is being alive and receptive to experiences. And other experiences can include when we don't measure up, when we disappoint others, including ourselves, and allow yourself the space and energy to celebrate the fact that even when you learn something good or bad, (laughs) it is definitely a learning experience and lean into that and grow into that and understand that you have new knowledge and new tools that you didn't have before. And then also in last week's episode, we talked about that except that disappointments have, do, and will happen, meaning that this is part of the course of living life. We can find true serenity and true calmness of mind once we accept the fact that it's inevitable that we will deal with trials and disappointments. And instead of trying to fight it and trying to avoid it or try to 
be resentful and blame others and get into a hissy fit, we can say to ourselves, yes, this is a part of the course of living life and I can use this to either better myself or harm myself. And today I choose to use it for good. I want you to repeat to yourself that idea. I choose to use harmful events for good. I have had many conversations with clients over the years about having setbacks. One experience that was pretty harrowing, I remember listening to one client where the business partner was spending a lot of money, more or less embezzling funds from the, the company, using the rating the company piggy bank, and it was causing so much financial confusion on my client's side that they were forced to file bankruptcy to help resolve some of the business debts and whatnot. It was a huge mess and abuse scandal. And it really tore apart his idea of trust, his idea of financial responsibility, because he allowed this partner that he was dealing with to have way more trust on financial issues that he never showed the full capability. He just took the word and the word only instead of doing his due diligence. And it made him feel disappointed in himself as if he wasn't capable of teaming up with anybody and and heck, even growing his own business. And for a lot of years, he felt a lot of shame, a lot of guilt because it obviously impacted his family life financially and he felt as if he could not really be the father or the husband that he needed to be if he could make such poor business decisions. But here's the thing. He was able to take the knowledge that he he gained from that experience and learned about how to understand how to read his books, how to separate the business expenses from the personal expenses. And if and when he chooses to bring another partner again in the future, he'll have safeguards and he'll have measures in place so that he can never have this repeat to him again. And he also has the knowledge to share to other people about how to safeguard your finances and prevent embezzlement within your company because these things do happen. And I wish I could say that everyone that we deal with business is above board and they would never do anything that would jeopardize themselves or the company financially. These things happen all the time. I want to let you know that even you may be going through something right now where it really rocked you from the core. It made you question how capable are you or how astute are you to recognize whether or not someone is taking advantage of you. I want to let you know that you have the tools within yourself. These aren't things that are hidden. And if you need help processing that and help working through these kind of traumatic issues, not just personal life or business life, let's talk about this and check out my royalty program and and make an inquiry. And if it's a good fit, let's see, we can help to resolve these issues so that you don't have to be having that emotional shackle on your legs anymore. Okay, now let's get into today's episode. The first thing I want to talk with you about is this idea of honoring your feelings as they happen. We live in a very bizarre culture where we are very accustomed to 
medicating it away, medicating the pain away. We do it through sleeping or sleeping or overeating or over blah, blah, blah. Or perhaps we are control freaks or perfectionists where we feel that if we we can feel a sense of control and balance, if we have everything going aligned the way that we want to it to go. And this whole idea of honoring our feelings is saying that instead of trying to mask it or cover it up or avoid or evade it, we deal with the feelings head on as they happen. I have this little chart that I, I do with uh, some of my clients. It's called a feeling thermometer. And I just ask them, okay, identify where you're feeling right now. And then as we talk through it, obviously they're feeling very hot, very emotional, very angry, a lot of angst. And then as we talk about it and we understand how they've learned from the experience and how they can benefit going forward, they feel a little bit more cooler and calmer and more relaxed. And I'm not sitting here saying that this is something that one session alone will resolve it. It's not. It's a process. But I will say that honoring our feelings is learning to say that those feelings of anger and sad and regret or shame, they're not bad feelings. There's no such things of bad feelings. It's an issue of a state of mind. And if we're able to acknowledge that this anger will pass, just as if happiness can pass, all these things can pass, and we can evolve and move into other states of being, we can be able to finally accept and be free of the fact that not everything has to go our way in order for us to feel a sense of joy. And when I mean joy, I mean utter contentment of letting things be as they are and not trying to force a desired outcome. Now, I'm not saying that we should divorce ourselves of doing our part, meaning do our safety checks, do our due diligence and examining whether or not we should do something or not do something. I'm not saying that. I'm saying is if we did the best work that we did and it still doesn't come the way that we want to, we accept and we acknowledge that this was all part of the process of helping us evolve to the person that we were meant to be. Often in, uh, in a lot of spiritual texts, not just in Christianity, Judaism, Buddhism, all these religions, they also talk about this idea of the higher self, this part of us that knows we are capable of being filled with love and power and serenity and peace. And in my in my religion, I, I'm a Christian, talk about this whole idea of the Holy Spirit that dwells within us, that helps us know this higher self, that we can find the clarity in the midst of the confusion. And I know there's in other religions, they have some other similar kind of language, but this is the language that I'm using. Okay. If you're not religious or you have no religion, you can say that that universe or some higher source or power, whatever you want it to be, okay? I'm not sitting here trying to proselytize any particular religion on anyone. I'm just sharing my thoughts. But that being said, it is definitely a moment when we can surrender our outcome to something that's bigger and grander to ourselves in order for us to realize that we are powerful even in the moments of our vulnerability, even in the power and the moments of our insecurities that we may not have the answers, we may not know 
what exactly to happen next, but we don't run away from our feelings. We embrace it. We use them as signals for ourselves as to when we need to rest or signals of when we need to talk with someone or signals of when we need to perhaps disengage. So when we think about it from that frame point, feelings are a great tool for us. They are our beacons, our warning beacons, our canaries in the coal mine that alert us of what things need to be modified, adjusted, or perhaps we just need to sit down and take a break. Okay. Number two, let's get into see the good in the midst of the bad. I kind of touched on that in the beginning of our call, our time with one another rather, but I want to delve in a little deep in this whole issue of good in the midst of, of the bad. And I learned this concept from a, a code for mine, and she had this phrase that I'm thrilled this is happening. And what happened was she had a extreme financial crisis in her business where she didn't have enough money to meet payroll that partic- at the end of that particular month. I guess there was too much month at the end of the money. <laughs> and she was very uncertain as to how she was going to pay these bills, how she was going to pay her people. And she was going into freak out mode and not really having any clear idea or path about what to do next. And her coach told her that they should, she be, should be really excited about this. She should be thrilled that this would be happening because this was a great invitation for her to tighten up her finances, how she spent, understanding where the money was going to and having a better account of her cash flow. And every time the moment of freak out came and she got closer and closer to the end of the month, she said, I'm thrilled this is happening. I'm thrilled this is happening because... When we tell ourselves that we are not choosing to go into anxiety and chaos, we're literally training our brain to think creatively and we're thinking with logic instead of of chaos and confusion. That's why you have to repeat to yourself over and over and over in the midst of the chaos, in the midst of the confusion, in the midst of all of that. No one's saying you to ignore or cover it up, but acknowledge the good that can come about that. And that's how we can elevate our mind and transport us into more proactive self-care measures in order that we don't dig ourselves in a deeper hole. A lot of us are well guilty of we feel things are stuck, and then we just dive ourselves deeper into chaos and confusion. The other day, I was so frustrated about some type of email that I was getting that I decided that I was going to start mass deleting stuff on Gmail. And I went on my Gmail account, and I just started deleting, deleting, deleting. And obviously, in the midst of that deleting cleanup frenzy, I deleted a very important document that I used to track certain things. And the following day, still feeling angsty and upset about that particular issue, I was looking for a document that was, surprise, deleted. And in that moment, I said to myself, oh, I have, I have all the tools I can recreate the document, but I didn't want to spend my energy on this morning doing this. And I kept repeating to myself, I'm thrilled this is happening. I'm thrilled this is happening because it's teaching me as a reminder that I shouldn't be deleting things in haste. I shouldn't be doing things, anything work-related while I'm feeling agitated or overly emotional. Right, 
That's what I'm talking about. I'm thrilled this is happening. I'm thrilled this is happening and recognizing once again, there is something next that I can do that can help me grow and transform into the person that I want to do. And that includes us stepping away from the frenzy and the anxiety and the overwhelm and recognizing the power that lies within us and recognizing that we have tools that can teach us to get out of our current situation and hopefully prevent or mitigate, when I say mitigate, lessen the blow of things getting into a spiral later on, okay? Now, lastly, number three is number three is get clear about what matters most. For a lot of us, I believe that we go into autopilot, autopilot on how we talk with people when we're frustrated or we're angry, autopilot when we know we need to take a rest, but we want to distract ourselves. So we sit and we watch mindless TV or we doom scroll on the internet or we hop on social media and talk about politicians or things that just don't freaking matter. At least in my opinion, I'm just my personal opinions that talking about things are beyond our control is an exercise in futility. I don't want that happening to you. I don't want you to believe as if you cannot embrace the fact that we can know that there are some things that we can control and there's certain things that aren't we can control and that we can get closer and closer to focusing on what we can control what's within our power what's within our sphere of influence and letting go and accepting that we are not magical wizards we are not able to whip out our magical wand and poof I think about uh, my mind's reflecting about the Cinderella story and the the good uh um, fairy godmother who uh, was able to take uh, Dorothy's uh, poor looking shoes and make it into something beautiful and and also that same theme exists in the uh, Wizard of Oz I don't know, I'm sorry <laughs> my mind was just wandering into those ideas as if some magical uh, ethereal creature could transport your a part of you and to make it magical and then somehow all your pains will go away. We can't do that. There's no magic wand existing. There's no person that can do that. Now, don't get me wrong. Some people talk about winning a million dollars or getting a great inheritance and that may solve your primarily your problems financially, but that doesn't change your heart. It doesn't change your heart. What I'm talking about is changing your heart and accepting dealing with life on life's terms, and that includes processing what really matters most. What matters most to you? Is it your family? Is it your friends? Is it your health? Is it about making a contribution to a community that you care about? A lot of us are going on autopilot, and when those moments of disappointment come, they are huge wake-up calls for us to say, okay, I realize that I have been totally neglecting this area that really matters most to me and I've been distracting myself with doing this or that. What can I do now to realign myself? I believe that once you start making those realignments through those disappointments, you are able to actually ask yourself what you can do now instead of worrying about what could happen 
that will bring you a lot closer to serenity and peace of mind. Okay. Now, just as a friendly recap, dealing with disappointments, um, honor your feelings as they happen. There's no such thing as a bad emotion. It is just a state. We are human beings, not doings. Honor the fact that each state of mind is a signal for us that we need to pay more attention to particular aspects of our lives and how we can do better self-care. Number two, see the good in the midst of the bad. I'm thrilled this is happening. That's a really great mantra to use when you are in the midst of chaos and confusion and you can see exactly how you can use this a situation to your advantage. And lastly, get clear about what matters most. Think about what you really value. Is it your health? Is it your family? Is it your friends? What can we do? When those moments of confusion happen about we are emboldened and empowered to actually see what we can do to transform our lives and the lives of our community for the better. Well, that is it. Thank you so much for listening. If you have any questions or comments, send me a message at podcast at denisegeely.com. If you write me a review, I would love to send you a little token of my appreciation. Well, that is it. Thank you so much for listening. Take care and be awesome.